0: Joining us now, he is the 2020 U.S. Amateur Champion, Tyler Strafacci joins us. Tyler, welcome back into the golf shop.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sorry, we just uh, went on the tech field and talked to the football players, which is pretty cool.
0: Awesome, man. Well, you know, we had you on after winning the North-South Amateur And I think you and I had a conversation about, man, that just, you know, that wasn't going to get you into the U.S. Open. Don't think that's an issue now, because I told you to just go ahead and win the amateur; so you can get in the U.S. Open and, you know, you followed good advice. Yeah.
1: No, it was a... It's definitely been an unexpected... Not unexpected. It's been a long time coming, but kind of one of those two, three months where it just... You're just not surprised, but you're just so happy and never thought this moment would come, and to do it at three great venues throughout the summer has been so cool and it's been it's really been a dream come through true and it's changed my life forever
0: you know I would say with the way the year of 2020 has been going um your final match in the U.S. Amateur probably fit in perfectly um in terms of you were five down at one point in the morning 18 holes and uh, you got it all the way back to where you were two up with three to play and, uh, and and had a little difficulty on 16 and 17. I mean, how up and down, not just score-wise, but emotionally was this for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, this whole summer and the past five, six months for every American out there has been, and everyone in the world has been crazy. It's been a lot of, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of perseverance and sometimes... Sometimes you have moments of vulnerability, and it's it's been tough but i I would say that final match kind of described everything <laughs> kind of get get dealt a horrible situation being five down through twelve and you can either you can either whine and bitch about it or you can you can come back and show what you're made of and that's kind of that's kind of what me and my dad talked about it. he he's like you're well, we're not out of it um and we just kept clawing back and kind of had a couple hiccups on 16 17 but that's what those are things i can live with because i was trying to trying to hit shots close and i was trying to win win the tournament right there instead of having to come to 18 and i just didn't execute um i I wasn't really that nervous i just was trying to hit winning shots and i wasn't doing it um and i came down to 18 and for how it ended right there it was pretty cool
0: yeah, I mean, and this might be helpful to anybody else that's out there from an amateur perspective. Uh, you know, whether it's somebody that's uh, playing in their match play at their local club or playing in a in an, a big amateur event. I mean, you're 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 five down after twelve. You've just lost three holes in a row. Do do you go have a conversation with yourself? I mean, what do you do because you won four of the next five holes? Um, was there a conversation that you you and your dad had before that during that stretch uh, after being five down i mean kind of give us the the mindset and and what you did to suddenly kind of flip the script a little bit
1: yeah so if if it was only an 18 hole match um you're five down through 12 you're uh i mean you're gonna have to have a miracle to come back but you still just try to hit good shots um i would say for the kids out there when you get down early and doesn't look like you're going to win, just conduct yourself and be a gentleman out there and be genuinely happy for the person that wins during that Um, and just because you know your time will come because I've had those matches where I've just gotten my butt handed to me Um, and other way, but when you're five down in a 36-hole match relatively early on, you know you're going to have your stretch of golf. Um, I was still playing great at that point. I was 200 par through 12 and he was seven under through 12 and it was, I mean, it was fun to watch, um, but you kind of knew he, he wasn't going to shoot 59 every day. Right. Uh, you knew if you play good and if you didn't get him a hole, he'd had to play his best golf just to hold on to the lead. And I made four birdies coming down the stretch on the first 18 and kind of gave him something to think about and had the momentum and you just keep pushing. I mean, I was just trying to make birdies and that was, it was a lot of my dad, cause he, my dad knows how I tick. He knows what to say. I mean, he's, he's been my biggest supporter forever, and he could, he could get me pissed off, and he can get me, he can turn my emotions around very quickly. Um, so he, I forgot what he said in the moment, but it definitely worked on 13.
0: Again, we're talking with Tyler Scherfacci, the uh, now U.S. uh, amateur champion for 2020. And, you know, that's the it's an interesting golf course Bandon, And we talked about it a little bit earlier on the show. Um, You know, it's one of those golf courses where there's a lot of space. So you feel like you can be aggressive, but it's also at the same time. You can hit what you think is a really good shot in a really good spot, and then you know it it hits a catches a little knoll or takes one bounce, and next thing you know, you're in one of these bunkers, and you're taking out the lob wedge and pitching it out. Um, is does that yeah, does that make that. it a does that make it a different dynamic to play in match play because you know even if you do lay up, sometimes it can go in weird spots.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you mentioned earlier about how the course is 80 yards wide, and I remember mapping out the course before, and I was like. I looked over at Noah Norton and I was like, how could anyone possibly miss a fairway out here? You're always going to find your ball. Um, And then we play the practice round where it's blowing 40 and you hit like two fairways the whole day and you're like, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, So uh, just stuff like that, even without wins, the championship match really had no win, but it was still playing tough. They still had pins and tough spots and all the tough holes are still really hard. Uh, And even, Par fives throughout the whole week were blowing. Felt like seventy miles an hour, but um, they were all downwind, so you can kind of figure out how to get it. So I would say par fives are almost harder. Yeah. In that no wind, because you had to hit. I had to hit three ones to one, and no less than two iron at the other ones. So they were. It just changes so much, as you know. And the bounces are. You get horrible bounces and kicking the crap, or you get great bounces and kick. Near the hole, um, so it's it's a toss up with all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and on the flip side of that, uh, you know, during that final match, you're getting the marine layer that's coming in, and you guys had to pause for a few minutes and, and wait for a little bit to clear up. Uh, you know, under under pressure, sometimes you know, some people would say it's almost better off that you're hitting into the blind and not having to necessarily look at the trouble that's out there. What was the case uh, as as that marine layer was kind of? Um, building and, and, and releasing sometimes. I mean, how did, how did that impact shot selection, line selection, and all that stuff?
1: I mean, every one of us in the tournament's probably played in fog at some point, whether it's at your home course and you just want to play because it's cool and whatnot. But that, I don't know if the TV did any justice, but that fog was thick <laughs> on 13, you couldn't see the flag. Uh, I remember me and Ollie both hit, and we couldn't really get a line. I had to be the guinea pig to kind of hit it. Um, But I I just hit it kind of where you thought where the pin was, Uh, and he hit it, and we both kind of picked up our tees, not knowing where it was going to go. And Yeah, it's just you have to adjust for that. You have to adjust for distances. But we were just having such a fun time out there that, it didn't really matter about uh, the fog because we were so zoned in on kicking each other's butts. and It was pretty cool because we didn't even want, want it to get delayed. Yeah. So, uh, it was kind of the USGA's decision. And we kind of didn't mind kind of taking our time and kind of dissecting the fog and hitting into the mystery.
0: Well, Tyler, congratulations on a on a great summer and the two. Uh, I'm going to call them major victories, both the North South and the U.S. Amateur, and uh, hopefully, any of your uh, professors at Georgia Tech will accept a, a uh, an absentee note for the week of the U.S. Open and uh, and they'll let you you know give give you a pass on any exams or homework that needs to be done.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean. I hope so, but at Tech, it's all school, man.
0: I know, I know. That's why I'm saying. I hope that I hope they at least give you a little bit of a break. But again, congratulations and thanks for joining us. Thank
1: you.
0: All right, have a good one. That's Tyler Strafacci, the uh, U.S. Amateur champion from 2020 and the North South champion. He's comfortable in his own skin, man. That was just a real interview. It was great to hear. Yeah, and you know, and it's fun. I mean, you know. Like I said, unbelievable golf course to play, especially in the conditions he played and everything. We didn't even get to ask him about the the caddy building sandcastles on the 18th <laughs> hole. Um, but just, a, you know, like you said, it, this is a 30 for 30 if there ever was for a golf tournament. I mean, between guys touching the sand and <laughs> um, Aman Gupta from Concord, North Carolina, you know, hitting it into the lip of the bunker twice on 18. I mean, it was just a comedy of things. And then from him to go to five up, to getting to two up with with three to play, and then making a mess of sixteen and seventeen, and then coming back and hitting the a great shot, Hal Sutton ish.